Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. All right, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. And I always say it, and I'm hoping it gets conditioned into your brain and you're like, yes, you listen every Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we are going to be discussing something that, yo, like, I feel like I have no idea about. I actually think it's worth discussing because a lot of people are doing it out there, but they have no idea what they're doing. And that is dating. And now I think post-pandemic, like dating just kind of feels like it became online dating. Uh, I, I feel like it, online dating became its own thing. And then online dating post-pandemic became a whole other thing. Life post-pandemic became a whole other thing. It's, it's I'm, this feel, I don't think I've ever dated, but this, I'm, 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 I'm excited to have the conversation because let's see what, what it is that we're doing out here. Maybe we could do some things a little better and be a little more intentional about how we approach dating. But before we do that, um, as always, we're going to do our check-ins. How are you doing, Boo? You look beautiful, by the way. Oh, thank you. You too. Oh, as always. Um, but you. no, I am doing well. It's been a week. When I tell you, I've done so much. There's so much happened in one week. Like, I can't even believe everything that happened. I feel like I tried to wake up this morning to go to the gym and my body was like, no, I think my body is like recover. Like you had a really busy, intense, emotional week and not even in a bad way, but it was just a lot of different things. Seeing the potential for myself as an individual, like in different areas. So I feel like I'm seeing myself in this new light and it's just really interesting, but it comes with a lot of feelings and it comes with a lot of ups and downs and yeah, a lot, a lot of feelings. Um, So I feel like today I'm kind of just trying to like gather myself and, and rest and integrate all of that into who I am and how, you know what does this mean for Mm. me in the long term? So very interesting week, but it's been good. It's been really good. You do, but you, you have that look, right? Like this, like, I'm just gonna do me today. (laughs) It kind of looks like you have a robe. (laughs) And like, I love it. Um, It's it's nice to see you there because you deserve it. My week has been good. I have been on vacation the whole week. Haven't been thinking about uh, my main job. And I went to the beach a couple times. I'm in sunny Florida, rented a car, went to the beach. Yo, when I tell you that I have learned to appreciate my alone time, it's mm-hmm. it, it it amazes me because I thought that before, like, oh, I don't like being alone. No, I was just having anxiety because I was doing things that I didn't want to do. No, I love being alone. Mm. I, you know, I spent like three, four hours at the beach yesterday just by myself. I was jamming to my music. I had it on low on the phone because, you know. I don't know. I'm by my, I don't. Know. I don't. I didn't want to be that Latina, uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I just had a great time. Um, I'm feeling good. I have a little bit of a tan, which nobody could notice. No, but I, I'm getting that vitamin D, like I said I would. So life is not good. The eggplants, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and definitely not the eggplants. <laughs> 
I t- I'm telling you, dating, mm-mm, non-existent right now, which is funny to me. But um, speaking of dating, why do we do this thing that seems so glamorous on TV? Because, yo, like, I remember Sex in the City was my shit when I was younger. And mm-hmm. looking at it, I'm like, yo, I want to date. Uh-uh, it's not like that. Like, why do we do this thing where you just kind of end up feeling like crap about yourself? That's been my experience. To find, you know, I guess, love. I mean, I don't even know if people are thinking about that. But, like, why do we do this? Um, but I think the main answer is because we're social beings. You know, like, one of the the best ways to make yourself feel good, to have a healthier lifestyle, to not actually... If you go back to the developmental episode that we did, I talk about keeping people around. And that helps you have a better lifestyle overall mentally, emotionally, and physically as you get older. No surprise here. This is why we date, because we're not meant to be lonely. When we're around people, we're happier. But I don't understand it because dating sometimes, like from my experience, I was never happier for it uh, until I met somebody that I actually liked. Yeah, but I mean, I think that the process of dating is one with potentially an end goal. We're humans. We like to socialize. We're social beings, right? part of that socialization is you have your friends, you have family, or you have people who are close to you, right? And then I think the process of dating is one with an end goal. Whether you're dating to have sex, have fun, like, that, like that's the end goal. For the process in and of itself is the end goal, right? Because that's what's exciting to you. But I think for most, or I'll speak at least for myself, the end goal of dating is to find our person, to like start a family, to have a future with, like to, you know, someone to go to the park with and be intimate sexually and all of these things. Right. So I think like dating is an, like a process to the end goal. So maybe that's what I I know. That's why I stay in it. Cause I'm like, like, how else am I going to reach my end goal? I feel like the options are limited now, especially with online dating. Because let me tell you, even though technically I, I, when I really like officially started dating, like online dating was already a thing, but I feel like it was like, I still kind of remember the tail end of like what was traditional dating or dating before like apps and stuff like that and then we saw the surge of like online dating and it changed the landscape like for me I remember growing up thinking like you know I'm gonna have to learn to be more social because I wasn't someone who was super social and like I'm gonna have to like have my friends set me up or you know like I'm like I don't know if I want my family to set me up because the kind of guys that they're gonna set me up with are like not it like I I don't (laughs) I don't want them um but I think when online dating became a thing it did provide a sense of relief for me because it was like okay like now I have access um in a way that I have more control as opposed to you know like let me go to this bookstore event because you know like I want to see who I meet there um and maybe I'll meet someone who's at my caliber right so it was like very much like going out with the hopes that luck was on your side whereas dating apps is like yeah like there's still a little bit of like luck you want to find someone who's going to be a good fit but there are options I just want to say something to what you said um I and this is why and listen I I have nothing against online dating it's just never worked for me but that's my personality right I think that 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 piece that you just spoke about, like going to the bookstore to see if you're going to meet you know with that in mind right like just like 
am I going to meet somebody? That alone almost removes the the self-aware. Not to say that you're like that. I'm just saying for other people. Like I'm thinking about general public and the way they don't think about themselves. Uh, that alone removes the general awareness of yourself, right? Like I'm going to go to the bookstore because I want to go to the bookstore. And whatever mm. happens, happens. And I'm open to it. As opposed to, I'm going to go to a bookstore to, to meet a guy who probably likes the same books that I like, right? Because if that's like what's going on at the forefront of your mind, you're prioritizing something else over your own self. And I think that this is why dating in general is messy because people don't get to know themselves, period. Yeah, well, I feel like you gave me too much credit because I definitely don't get me wrong. Like, I wanted to go to the event, but it was very much with the goal of like meeting someone. So thank you for giving me more credit than I deserve. But I'm I'm ratchet. I'm trifling. I'm raggedy. It's okay. You are uh- not. <laughs> get out of here. Absolutely not. Um, but no. But I think also it like I think the even with online dating i think it's also changed the game because even like the example that we've been using about going to the bookstore like back then like the way that you met people there was a higher likelihood that you would meet someone based off of mutual interests right because if you're at this bar you you know like are here with your friends i'm here with my friends or if you're at this bookstore you're also interested in the same things like you might also want to meet this author you want to hear about what this book is about right like you are interested Mm -hmm. in that and i think that it, it limited the possibilities a little bit because it it limited the possibilities to where you were who you interacted with who was part of your social network or circle or within your vicinity and i feel like online dating has really expanded options. I think it really comes down to options, but with options, there comes a lot of apathy. Um, Cause now Absolutely. you're on dating apps, you're swiping left, you're swiping right. Like you're looking at one photo, a name, an age, a height, and that's how you're making your decisions. Um, yeah. You know, and, and now you even like these dating apps have premium features where you could weed people out. Oh, like you're not six foot tall. I don't even want to, I don't even want to see your profile. You don't have a higher degree. Don't want, you know, like a master's degree or something like that. I don't want to see your profile. So um, I think there's a lot of pros and cons um, to dating. And I think that, uh, well, especially online dating, I think it could be super conflicting. And I also want to point out that we are in the midst of like this really, and I, this weird shift, right? Where we started off within one kind of, um, environment where you'd meet people in person and now we're shifting like solely to online dating and so we so when you meet people in person um there are a couple factors that go into it that we're not aware of right because it happens so organically so you're right when you meet someone you're going to have similar social circles and you're going to find them wherever it is that your interests lie right and therefore you have something in common almost immediately as opposed to the Mm -hmm. dating app it's like it, you think you do, and then you're not sure because, the, I mean, we're right. going to get into why I have issues with it. But also mm-hmm. proximity is a big deal. If you walk out, you go to the coffee store and the coffee shop, the coffee store, and you basically pique the interest of another person who's attractive, attracted to you. It's that's that's what you need, essentially, that 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 attraction, whatever it is. It could be because they like your legs. It could be because they like your face. And now that's removed. Um, proximity is a big deal in determining who your lifelong partner is. Um, that's probably one of like the major factors in how people actually end up married, getting married. And also when you're familiar with the other person, right? When you have familiarity, do you feel safe with them? And I feel like all these pieces are just being removed. And 
last but not least, and oof, we're going to get into this, but reciprocity. And what I mean by that is the person willing to engage back with you, therefore showing interest in you. And online dating, if you, what, that's all I'm going to say. That I, I don't right. know where that went. <laughs> yes. So, no, we're definitely going to talk about that because you brought up a point even earlier about um, knowing yourself and going online dating and the whole reciprocity. Um, but I do want to at least say that there have been some general, like, positive things that do come from online dating. So it has expanded our social networks. You can meet people that you've never engaged with, um, meet people from different backgrounds, different interests. If you're open to it, it can open your possibilities, open up your mind to different types of partners than what you had imagined for yourself, just overall. And I think that in terms of getting to know yourself a little bit better, right? Like expanding outside of like your own realm, but also just being open to different types of people. And I think like when you're open to different things that can expand your mind in ways that are mostly beneficial, I find. I mean, it's also easier to meet people that way, right? Like back in the days, like if you were waiting to be set up by somebody, like you could go weeks without, you know, weeks, months without seeing, meeting someone. I think this, you know, can speed up the process a little bit more. It it gives you better practice, right? Like if you're going on more dates, like you kind of feel comfortable and and be yourself with people. Uh, For the LGBTQ community, dating apps really were a game changer, um, especially before um, LGBTQ, like wide visibility. I mean, granted, you know, there's still a lot of issues and there's still a lot of rights that we need to fight for for our LGBTQ uh, community. But dating apps really help them find other people who they knew who were confirmed to be part of their community mm-hmm. as opposed to like going out to a bar and thinking like that guy's cute, but I don't know if they're, you know, like if they, you know, he's gay or whatever. I think it has to do with the culture of dating within specific groups, right? Like, so we're talking Mm. about heteronormative standards where a man and a woman are dating and a woman expects for a man to approach her and a man has to do certain things, right? I know that in the LGBTQ community, the rules are different. And I know this Mm -hmm. because I've talked to people and I'm like, oh, if we, I I wouldn't do that, right? Like, like certain things are more straightforward. And so maybe that's why, I'm not saying that maybe, but like, I think that certain uh, cultures can fit differently into mm-hmm. these like, like online dating versus like dating in person. Um, so that's a really good point that you brought up because we're really solely talking based off of like men and women here. Yeah. Those who identify yeah. as men and women. Right. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, so no, I think you're right. Like a lot of subcultures, because I think also like if we think back to when online dating really like became a thing, it was like a lot of like e-harmony and it was for older people. Like it was like, oh, "Oh, you're the the divorcees. Like they were the ones. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. And it wasn't even apps. It wasn't even apps. It was literally like online dating profiles. And that's something that's changed a lot too. Like when online dating was a thing, like before even the apps, you used to have to write whole dissertations about yourself online and like pictures and interests. And it was like a lot more intentional, like the matching process. I mean, I I didn't, I wasn't involved in that, but I remember like looking into it um, because I was curious and I was, I kind of was like, man, I wish we had something like that for younger people, but obviously I wasn't going to go on these apps because I wasn't going to find people my age on those. And I also didn't, 
I think there was a lot of stigma to online dating uh, back yep. back then, like when it first started, because it was like, oh, you're a loser. Like you have to go online to find your person. It's, and, and especially uh, amongst the Latinx culture. I, I, I oh. remember that was like a, a like people within the Latinx community were very against it. I remember just talking to people within my culture and they were like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. That's mad weird. Right. So there's so many yeah. different factors. Yeah, yeah. And then also, um, uh, another pro is that um, I think back then, like, you used to have to meet people, again, in your, within your social networks, like, at work and stuff like that. And I think that now that we do have online dating, I think that those boundaries between, like, the work and the, prof- like, you know, like, professional and personal can be a lot more firm and, like, a lot more strict, um, which I'm not, I'm not mad about, because um, I definitely <laughs> um, did date like a couple of guys in like old jobs, like it were like part-time jobs. Like it wasn't like full-time. And after those went really bad, I was like boundaries. Like I'm not going to shit where I eat. <laughs> like, and I'm not mad at it because it's kind of like, okay, I had to close this door for myself in this professional world, but I still have options. Whereas I think like before online dating, that might've gotten a little messy. So I love that you brought that up because this is what I'm talking about when I say, I don't think I've ever dated I, you know, to remind people, I literally, for 10 years of my life, I mean, for the majority of my life, I've only been on like one real date in my mind. And <laughs> and the reason I say that is because it hit all the markers that I was expecting a date to, to, to come with, right? Like, I was 15. My ex-boyfriend took me out. He was a little older than me. We went out to eat. He picked me up in his car. Uh, we were both nervous. Girl, we were, <laughs> we were like super cold. I got the premium back, and then it was like, that's it. Premium no package, that's it. <laughs> and I never got it back after that because, <laughs> he, hold on. And then the cutest thing, he took me to the park. We took a stroll in the park, you know? And then we oh, dated for girl. 10 years. You got that, like, movie, like, I experience. Did. Like, he picked you up in the car, came with the flowers to the door. Like, that, that's what it sounds like. Oh, man. I got spoiled from the very beginning. And after that, I was like, what the fuck is this? After <laughs> I, I dating for me has always felt so foreign because I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Yeah. I got lucky from the beginning and I don't know if I'm, I, I have never had a date like that again, that, that much I could promise well, you. And you know, and you know what? And I think that that kind of like helps me transition into the cons of dating apps because you go through people so quickly, like there isn't that intentionality anymore. Mm-hmm. I actually, speaking of dating, I actually went on a date this week, y'all. I was also part she of. She did. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. But no, I went on a date, and uh, he was just, you know, we were exchanging like just bad uh, dating stories, and he was mentioning how he had met this one girl online. They had been talking; everything was good. They agreed to go to this restaurant, like, um, and the restaurant was not far from him. He assumed like they would meet there, like she would travel to this restaurant, he would travel to this restaurant, and they would mutually see each other there. So maybe like an hour before the date, he was, uh, she texts him like, when are you going to pick me up? And he was like, I thought we were going to meet at the restaurant. Like, I'm, mm. I'm confused. Um, so long story short, um, she was really upset that he hadn't picked her up. Um, but it didn't seem like they were on the same page about it. 
But um, it seemed like they hadn't agreed for him to pick her up. But she said, like, he's like, I wouldn't have minded. But that wasn't my understanding of what we were doing. Also, it's like a first date. So, like, she lived in Brooklyn. He's in Queens. The restaurant was right next to him. So, it made to him, it made no sense to go all the way to Brooklyn to come back to Queens. Which is fine. But I think that that's the magic that's lost, like, in these things. Because yeah. it's like, to him, this is just another date like I'm you know like I'm not gonna put that much effort into it now because it's like I don't know if I'm gonna see you after this first date so I think like that's kind of like what gets lost and I think uh you know something that I see online is a lot of women are like no you gotta you gotta come pick me up you gotta do the flowers you gotta pay from you know like you gotta pay for my flight I mean this is another level of like dating and type of woman but I I think like it's woman trying to get that back. Like what you were saying about like, oh, I don't have a radio, but I'm going to sing to you. I'm going to come to your door and I'm going to like pick you up in my Honda Civic, which back back in the days was like the shit. Like that magic has gotten so lost. It has. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that like online dating removes the possibility in your mind without you recognizing of actually getting excited to know the person. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, so for me, online dating reminds me of like our capitalistic world. Right. The options are limitless. Uh, you look at it as though, you know, OK, what am I going to do next? Who am I going to see next? If I didn't feel this, what I'm expecting to feel right, like I'm just going to go on to the next and not even give this more time, even mm-hmm. if something piques my interest. Because, it, you know, that coffee shop scenario, you almost remove it when you, you remove the possibility for finding something attractive in a person because you know you're no longer observing them in their like quote unquote natural habitat you're observing them with this perspective in mind or like are they what I want so they're not right. fitting into something that Ooh. you right they're not fitting into something that you may be surprised about they're fitting in they're, you're trying to fit them in it's like going to the store with okay so my ladies know what i'm talking about you know how you have this outfit in mind and you're like i need this specific color to match these shoes to match this hair and this is how i'm gonna look super fly tonight and you go to the store and that's hit or miss because your mind is like super focused on i need to find this one blouse and it needs to look this way and then you go home empty-handed when in reality if you leave it open to I'm going to go to the store with this in mind, but maybe there's an outfit that actually would work better. Maybe I look better in this. Like we don't do that to me that that's, it's like a very market based uh, setting. Like, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but like, no, yeah, you go, you kind of like going with like the horse with the the blinders. You're like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. And then you miss out on what's outside of that because you're so like hyper focused on that one thing. Like online dating opens the possibilities, but you yourself as an individual can close those possibilities off for yourself. Like it, it provides like so depending on how you use it, you can use it to your advantage or to your disadvantage. Absolutely. So I have done online dating, um, but apparently I haven't done it well. The little time that I did have on the dating apps, which I tried it this year after my ex and I broke up, I remember this one guy, which I respect because at least he was up front, right? He asked me, he's like, so what are you looking for? And I was like baffled. And I was like, I I know ultimately, (laughs) like I wouldn't like, (laughs) I wouldn't shut out the possibility of, you know, connecting with somebody or like having a relationship. But I don't, I told him, I said, I don't know necessarily what it is that I'm looking for. What do you mean? He's like, are you looking for a relationship or just to kind of like be casual? 
and I and I and like my response, he was surprised by my response. I basically told him, I was like, well, yeah, that's great. And that's a great question. I agree. But at the end of the day, if I people elicit different responses out of you, like maybe you can fall into something casual with somebody because this is what you feel with that person. But I can't look and like have a list and be like, he meets everything on my list. And now I want to be in a relationship with him because it may not match. That's not organic. Um, and like I explained that to him and, and he stopped talking to me. It was like, girl, you trying to fuck or look for a man? Like, I just need a yes or no. Like, <laughs> that was the best thing that could happen because I feel like I clearly he was not going to be able to keep up with Sasha because we're not trying to have these conversations. All right. I need you to get out the fucking way because my girl is not interested. OK, <laughs> but that's also funny because that's why I'm single as fuck, because most people can't <laughs> hang with my conversations. It's like a fucking filter system. <laughs> but I will say um, he unmatched with you. Right. Like he didn't speak to you again. And that's another bad thing about online dating. There is no accountability. It is so easy to hide behind technology. The amount mm. of ghosting, getting stood up, rudeness, disrespect, um, potential for harm, right? Because you actually don't, mm-hmm. you don't know who's actually the person behind that screen. Like, uh, you can get catfished. Uh, you know, like someone might send you a fucking random ass dick pic, like, which oh. nobody wants. No. Why do they do that? Listen, I'm going to be a friend with you. You know what us girls do? Especially, I, I, I haven't, I've never received that, thank the Lord, but I have received the dick pics that my friends get, like, yo, can you believe this motherfucker? And I'm like, oh my God, don't, why did you send it to me? <laughs> but this is what we do, because it's become very transactional, and just the way you go around sending photos of the girls you're dating, guess what? Girls are doing the same thing. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, I'm just letting you know this is what it is. Yeah, so that that's that's the sucky part. Like I think people are like I I feel like communication, being honest, uh being transparent is something that does not happen on these dating apps and it's funny because I try to hold myself accountable and I will say I fall victim to it. I'm human, y'all. Like as much mm. as I talk on this podcast it doesn't it, I'm talking from my experience. And I will say like for the most part once when, when I go on a date with someone and I don't like them, I I do everything in my power to fight the urge to ghost them and not talk to them again and say, Hey, sorry, I'm not interested. Like, because it's, it's just rude and it's like, it's not okay um, to behave that way. Another thing that I really hate is that you have to put in a lot of work. Like you have to deal with the, the rudeness, the catfishing, the ghosting, um, talking to someone and they're like, Hey, and then you're like, how's your day? Like what's going on? And they're like, Oh, I'm good. Give me something. Give me something. What's your favorite color? I'm 30 years old. I mean, it's, like, who cares? Like, it's not that who cares, but it's just, like, there has to be more to this than where are you from? What's your favorite color? What do you like to do? Like, can we have a little bit more, like, in-depth? Because that doesn't make me want to see you, like, in person if you don't have the capacity to have um, a conversation. And it makes it feel like work. It's, it feels like a job. So you said so many things right there. So I'm going to try and take it piece by piece because <laughs> online dating reminds me of internet trolls. Um, you know how like it's easier to just like talk shit behind the, the screen. It's so mm-hmm. much easier to just swipe 
what is it swipe left or swipe right when swipe. you don't want them so left is left is no <laughs> right is yes Okay, so it's so, it's so much easier to swipe left when you don't want them because they don't fit your criteria, right? Because now you're stuck in this like mindset of like you're right, like the horse with the blinders, like Crystal said. And then without you recognizing when you are engaging in these activities with other people, not knowingly, you are also internalizing those values. So it's it's like this weird thing where you when you engage in it, you're allowing for yourself to do that as well without recognizing because other people do it too you're losing the room for you to actually have feelings, right? So like, because these standards are like, we can swipe left and we can just pick people up and drop them and it's very transactional. I think that you're also avoiding this part of you where you're not being vulnerable to that process. Mm. Therefore, you're not kind of feeding or strengthening that part of yourself. It's like a muscle. Your emotions are like a muscle and you're not allowing yourself to be open to that because, oh, this person's not open to it. So I'm not going to do it. And you're not practicing it with anybody else. And then, mm-hmm. therefore, you turn into this transactional person without even recognizing it, which is why awareness yeah. is super, super important for me. Because when you don't, when you don't have that awareness, you just fall into these environments thinking that you know who you are, and that's another problem with the online dating: these self assessments, mm-hmm. uh, thinking that you know who you are, and then you don't. Yeah. Yes. So I would love to echo the whole apathy piece, but I think I'm ready to talk about um, knowing who you are and how that plays a role. Because I've tried online dating on and off for a very long time. And I remember the other day I was talking to a friend and they asked me, well, like, what's gone wrong in your relationships? And I'm like, who, bitch? Like, why'd you ask me this question? Um, And like, there's so many issues that I really like realized um, came up. And I think that each individual person brought up a different unresolved issue for me. Like I had one person bring up my attachment issues, like another person bring up my lack of communication. You know, other people, like it was mismatched expectations. Um, Sometimes it went too deep, too fast, right? Like you kind of like dive into the deep end that you're like, ooh, like maybe I should have just dipped my toes, got in a sense of the water, like enjoyed, mm. you know, like working my way to the shallow end. Yeah. I think that there's so much that needs to also be explored. And I don't think you necessarily need to have everything figured out before you go into online dating, but I think like you do I think it's to your benefit to examine like, okay, like this is how things went. Let me take a critical lens looking at myself exploring beyond that relationship with this person that I went on a date with, like, what is this coming from? What is the source of this? And um, taking those lessons with you. Absolutely. You, you mentioned attachment and how Mm -hmm. somebody brought up, but you know how, you know how many people, even if they're just meeting each other in person, don't understand their attachment styles and how Mm -hmm. much harder that gets when you're on your phone swiping to find somebody. Yo, so Go back to our attachment episode. We break it down for you. Uh, Figure out what you are because this is only going to help you date more effectively, right? So even like when you're meeting people in person, when you get that nice excitement, butterfly feeling, guess what? That is your central nerve. That is your nervous system telling you this is, oh, I remember this. I, I'm I'm like, this is so familiar to me. And Bitch, if you don't. Up. I hate you and, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you don't know what your attachment style is and if it's an unhealthy one, you're going to end up with somebody who's no good for you. Because if you're repeating the patterns of your first relationships and they weren't good, I mean, 
and you're going to be excited over something that's similar to what you know. Like that's your body telling you, this is familiar. I'm excited. Um, yeah, you're probably not going to be in a good relationship. And I, unless, listen, I've been, I've never been in like a very healthy relationship. So I'm not judging anybody out there. I'm just letting you know that this is real. So it's worth getting to know your attachment style. Yeah, and I would say it's very tricky to be. And the reason why I was like, bitch, like, shut the fuck up um, is because <laughs> it's true. A lot of times, like, the, I, I say this all the time, and I'm like, I don't ever like guys. And and what I mean by that is, like, I don't ever really get those butterflies and that excitement. And I remember having a conversation with Sasha before I really got back out there and was like, okay, like, I'm going to date. You know, Sasha, you've seen my patterns, and you'll be honest. You'll let me know the areas that I need growth in. And, you know, I remember telling you, like, you know, like this person gave me butterflies. Like, I want to feel these butterflies. And the people that I felt those with were not men that were good for me. Um, And she was like, sometimes you just got to ease into it. Sometimes you just got to like someone enough to see them again on a second date and work your way through. And I'm like, oh, you're right. But it's hard to tell um, with these things because those butterflies are what we're conditioned also to believe is like what we should feel, right? Like, because I think like we see the TV shows, we see the movies, right? Like, yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, he swept me off my feet. And not saying that you can't feel that, but I think you also need to be very, very aware of, what's the attachment stuff like what's you feeling comfort in finding that same pattern from your unhealthy childhood patterns as opposed to oh my gosh this person um makes me feel things because I know that um even with certain friends they're like oh like this feels different like when I'm with this guy like I'm not feeling the same things but this is unfamiliar I'm like I don't know if I should run I don't know if I should stick to it and it's like Mm. stick to it it's different and that's why you're like so cautious about it because it feels unfamiliar but unfamiliar does not mean bad it doesn't and she's talking about me I didn't want to put you on the spot, girl. I didn't want to put you on the spot in front of the people. <laughs> but you're talking about me. I know. I listen. I I have a good ear. I know. You, I know when you're talking about me. Um, I don't want to out you. I was trying to respect. I was trying to respect your privacy at this time. Okay, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. But I and I appreciate that, right? And I also think that that speaks to what we're talking about because it's about getting to know yourself, taking the time to say like. This is similar to what I used to have. I'm not going to engage in that. And then this this is different. Let me let me like go and look at it. Let me feel it out. Let me let me feel what kind of feelings come up. Like it, and it, going back to the attachment episode, you know, we're looking for like this like angsty excitement kind of thing. And sometimes I think that what should really be portrayed in the media is like a nice, soft, like oh, this is comfortable feel when you enter into something um, with a, a potential romantic partner or even just like someone you're interested in it should feel good and safe and i don't think that that's something that's something that we're taught and yo like to even say safe i don't even know i challenge people who are listening to this to, to really sit down and think to themselves like okay how do i feel safe for other people with a romantic partner like what does that even look like because we're not out here doing that work and we're doing the the busy work right where it's like what's your favorite color right and then it's annoying and then we just kind of give up sometimes or we settle. Oof. Don't talk about settling because I refuse. I would rather be the old cat lady like than <laughs> yeah. settle. 
for real. Same. No, legit. But speaking of kind of like understanding yourself, I think you also need to understand what are your expectations of um, yourself? Like, who do you want to be and how do you want to show up in these relationships uh, with this other person? Like, what work have you done to show up authentically? Like, do you feel worthy? Are you functioning off of a place that you are not good enough that you don't deserve and are you set like like we were just saying are you settling for less because I know a pattern for me was um when I didn't feel good enough about myself I would settle for guys that thought that whatever I had was like bow down to the queen because I needed to feel good about myself instead Mm. of dating a guy that I felt like was at my caliber or that I you know like that maybe a guy that felt like he for me it was a reach right like it was kind of like let me kind of Mm -hmm. reach down below instead of reach up above because I don't feel like I'm worthy of the guys that I'm putting on this particular pedestal so they're right there that's the safety piece whether you recognize Mm -hmm. it or not it's safe to enter into something where someone sees you as higher as opposed to the possibility of being rejected because you're not enough and that kind of safety that's in my opinion that's false safety when entering relationships Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's part of my trauma. And that's how like it was showing up. Like I, I feel like I would also get this roller coaster of emotions, like this roller coaster of like hope and then disappointment because it was kind of like, okay, like this guy's into me and blah, blah, blah. And then I would go meet him and I'm like, this is not what I want dating felt like this emotional like high these emotional highs and lows and that's exhausting but I also I really like the piece where you're you're asking yourself like what are you looking for when you actually date right whatever it is you're looking for you need to know because people are just out here making relationships or dating people consistently and kind of falling into these bad habits for themselves because it's no good to to be ghosted it doesn't feel good to to like have these things happen to you. And then you kind of in turn create this cycle of like this negative, um, not negative, but like this culture of like where people are just out here being mean to each other (laughs) without thinking that this is just the way it is. And like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Knowing yourself, figuring out like, if I'm just looking for something casual, am I going to be vulnerable and honest about that? Right. Uh, Or am I going to be an asshole? And women could be assholes too. Not just talking about men Mm -hmm. out here. And shut the hell up and use people, right? Like, is that who you want to be? There are different things that, like, you have to recognize when dating people, like, in wanting to get into a relationship, there's negotiation, there's compromise. Can the person Mm -hmm. even show up as themselves? Yo, And again, I just ask, can you? Communication. Oh, my God, communication. How many times did I get nervous to talk about what it was that I was feeling when I was younger because I didn't want them to stop talking to me? So therefore, I'm not being my real self. Bitch, that happened to me last year. Oh my god! <laughs> You're like when I was younger, like bitch, 2020. That happened to me. <laughs> so it happened to me recently too. I think this breakup taught me a lot. I I have to say, like this, it it helped me see that I wasn't being intentional. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's a work in progress for all of us. You know, when thinking about expectations of the self and how you're going into it, I also like expectations of other people. Like, I think, like, you know, being intentional about who you're dating, but... And and it's okay if you're looking for the one, if you're looking for that person. But I think you also need to to recognize the expectations you're putting on someone. Because, like, sometimes I think we go out there and when we're trying to date, it's like, this person's going to be the one. They're going to save me. I'm going to be happy. Like, I'm all of a sudden going to be motivated. I'm, you put all of these things on this person who is human, 
human just like you. Mm. And when they can't meet those expectations, the ones that you unfairly put on them, the ones that a lot of times they don't even know that they're mm-hmm. that they're supposed to meet these expectations it sets that person up for disaster and sometimes it's not even that that person couldn't meet those expectations but the fact that one it wasn't communicated or two maybe those expectations were a little bit unrealistic on your part um can also be detrimental because then i think like when you keep kind of engaging in that pattern and the reason i mention it is because i keep engaging in that pattern it really sets you up to think like oh there's no one out there like you know like then you then you start to focus on the wrong things you get discouraged instead of staying in it I saw this interesting article which uh, named, well, I think it was a research article, but I couldn't look at it because you have to pay for it. it. It named what we're talking about with online dating, relation shopping, oh, which... really? That's an interesting yeah, term. I think that it's so fitting because you're just doing this thing where you're trying to be happy the way you are when you go out to eat or when you go out and buy clothes or you buy a car or whatever. I know for a fact that that's not what dating is. So when you're a consumer, right? You're not looking at yourself, which is so annoying. And I think that a lot of these online dating apps don't leave room for like honest assessments. That's another piece that I wanted to point out that I have an issue with because it it, it like fits into this whole consumer uh, model when it comes to dating. Because you're answering questions about yourself. And if anybody took a Psych 101 class, we all know, if you remember, the way you assess yourself is never really based in reality it's oh you they they advise people to go out and ask their friends and like ask them to be honest like give real assessments so here you are like yeah i'm this i'm this i'm that and i was like yo maybe you're lying to yourself and maybe you're lying to other people i think part of that too is like how do you sell yourself when you don't have the capacity for nuance when we were talking earlier about the online dating, like when it was literally a website online, you had to sit at your computer and do Mm -hmm. this. It was like, you get to write a bio. You get to like talk about your interests. What do you like? What do you dislike? You know, like what are your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations? What are your, what is your religion? What was, you know, where did you grow up and stuff like that? Thinking about dating apps now, it's photos. It's photos. Yep. Some have prompts, right? Um, but you're, you know, Tinder has a, like, I think like a 250 word bio. How much can you really say about yourself, like the complexities of human beings and reduce mm. yourself to 250 words? And on top of that, like they have to be the best 250 words in order for you to like get someone's attention or, you know, like you're using pictures from five years ago because that's when you look good and you don't feel confident um, now that you gained all this COVID weight. Yeah. So and and I think that because of the way that the apps are set up, it feeds into that kind of like relation shopping. It's almost like a consumerism type of thing. Absolutely. There are some websites or like I don't I don't these I've never done the ones you have to actually pay for. And that's another Mm -hmm. thing. The ones it's like it's kind of like, yo, like it gets better if you have to pay for it. Right. Because then I do think that the algorithms get better because they have personality assessments like you have to Mm -hmm. fill out. Those are still you know, your own personal feelings on yourself, but at least you're matching with somebody who's, you know, fit. there's research behind this where like, you know, the, the five, the five personality types, the ocean, the ocean. No, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of these dating sites and these like versus these dating apps, like they use more, I guess, scientific methods to actually help you reach that potential, but then you have to pay for it. Right. And then you're getting into like the premium realm, but you're still, I don't know. It's, it's still capitalistic and very like 
it's still relation shopping if you ask me, um, but at least it's a little more intentional. But a lot of these apps don't leave space for honest assessment. You think you're getting something, you're probably getting an avoidant, and then you're like, you want to just ban anybody from entering your life after you deal with an avoidant after that. So then <laughs> for real, oh my gosh, <laughs> where's the hope? Where's the hope? Yeah. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about the self in relationship to others. One thing that can be really helpful, like, you know, like with everything that we really talk about is just being very intentional, doing your own work. I know that therapy has helped me get out of my head and really put logic into my thought process um, because I think like I tend to move a lot off of feelings and not that there's anything wrong with feelings like please feel your feelings feelings at some point need to meet logic and I think that's that was where a lot of my issues were um that my feelings were directing my behaviors and they weren't meeting logic to see like are like all my feelings are valid but are they true or and how, are these mm-hmm. feelings based off of like reality or my perceptions or my past or my traumas right therapy has really helped me in making those connections so i think that now when i have feelings that come up again back to these thought records like i can't even express i hate doing thought records and i hate when my therapist says do a thought record i'm like this bitch but then when i when i when i'm in another situation that's related to the thought record and i don't go into these patterns i'm like i hate that she's right uh but they're so helpful So, yeah, so I think it, you know, like helps me kind of like explore myself and gives me control over myself and just gives me a better understanding. Um, I've also talked with my friends. Like I said, like Sasha, I know is someone who's going to give it to me straight. And she's like, I love you, but you do this thing and that's not healthy and that's not going to help you reach your end goal. And sometimes you have to be in a place where you can hear it um, and you can Mm. do something about it. I want to date, I want to meet someone, but Sasha, you know, like even some of the advice that Sasha gave me is like, you go in there. I was going in there with my blinders. I was like, I'm going to find my husband. And she's like, why don't you just go in, enjoy the dating process and just be open. Like, of course, if you meet someone and it goes somewhere, then great. But don't go in there. Like if this person's not going to be my husband, then that's it. And no more. And like putting all these expectations on someone else. I think that that's, that's a that's something even like when you're dating not on the apps right because like you meet somebody you're like oh my god i'm gonna be it's like no 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 we need to mm-hmm. chill we need to really like sit down and say like mm-hmm. do i like this person or am i just trying to be you know fulfill something in my mind because we all have fantasies and i think that that's that's fine like yo i i'm i have a fa- i have a princess fantasy i have no shame in admitting yeah. that but like i know that's just not based in reality right so mm-hmm. you just you have to learn how to really just kind of be patient with yourself and figure out where these things are coming from. And also when I mean by just like go into dating, I don't mean just ha- like, I have a problem when people say just have fun. Like, cause then that implies like have sex right away, do this right away. Don't listen to your feelings. Right. Like, no, 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 no. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying have fun in recognizing that you don't owe anything to this person. You don't have to be anything for that person. This person has to meet your criteria with regard to like their values, their personality, do you enjoy spending time with them? Like, that's what I mean, have fun with them because that should be baseline. It should be, it should feel good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
spitting the gems, them facts. I So I talked to a few friends, and I will say I enjoy talking to another, like a guy, about his perspective on dating. And I think it opened up my eyes a lot to, I guess, the ways that I show up too. So one of the things is like that I noticed was when I go out on dates, I'm a very curious person. And I think that sometimes, and this is something that I had talked about, one of the early, early episodes of this podcast, that I sometimes have a hard time like leaving the social worker or mental health professional and crystal because it's it is part of my personality but it doesn't have to be all of it but I'm generally a very curious person and I ask men a lot of questions like I'm like well what do you like what do your friends say like what do you think about this or like if they say something I ask follow-up questions I do this right and then the guy's like oh I had a really great time and I'm like actually I don't want to see you again and they're like I'm confused because I thought we had a good time and you know what he pointed out to me is a lot of women like talk about themselves on first date so like when you come in and you're asking these questions yeah they're gonna be confused because they're like you must like me if you're asking me if you're inquiring about me if this isn't all about you. Um, and I think also something that he said uh, was that men with, with their other male friendships, like they do things kind of like they play video games together. They go play basketball, like they'll go to the bar and like that's how they bond. So intimacy for them is like really opening up and talking about their feelings. They don't often have those spaces. So when I go mm. in and I'm asking all of these questions and I'm like curious and I'm generally interested to them that it can be confused for something more because it feels intimate because that's not necessarily their experience. And we just realize that we hold space for people and that a lot of people don't have others to hold space for them in like all of their complexities, their emotions, and really like care about who they are. So not that I'm saying I'm gonna all of a sudden just talk about myself when I go on dates, but just also being mindful of even the little things that are just kind of like natural to me and how it shows up and how that can be confusing for someone else. I mean, yeah, but then I, I battle with this because I completely understand what you're saying. But then if you don't show up as you, right, how are you gonna leave room for that person that could match you to show up as them? So it's it's super confusing. Um No, I agree. I agree. And I think it's I think it's something I mean, I just had this conversation like two days ago. So I'm I'm still kind of like sitting with it, but it's something to to consider. I, I'm gonna say something to my ladies. I hope y'all are not mean to do when y'all going out because I that's mm. also something that confuses me because they're like usually girls who are not interested like don't behave the way that you do. And I'm like, ladies, when you're not interested, are y'all just being like a bitch? Like mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I haven't confirmed this with anyone else, but it just confuses me. Cause I could yeah. be, I guess maybe in my perception, this is a bad date, but like, I don't, I guess maybe like, I don't act like it's a bad, like, unless it's like bad, like this person's disrespecting me, making me uncomfortable, then that's a different yeah. story. But like, I'm, so I would also say like being mindful um, of those things, still sitting with it, but I'll keep y'all posted. <laughs> but I'm telling you is the, it's just like trolling on the internet, right? Like we're out here. All of us are just, you know, men, women, whomever is they we're out here just being mean to each other because there's a, there's this huge disconnect. And like it's it's I I've I've heard really fucked up stories and like and then the you know ladies we do it to ourselves too like then we expect someone to show up nicely the next time like no you have to be who you say you want right 
You mm-hmm. oh, that's number one. You can't date somebody and expect certain things, and then when you not look at yourself and say that, like, can I be all these things that I'm expecting? That's like a golden rule. You need to to like have that conversation with yourself. I love that. I think that you know, in thinking about that, I do want to give us like just some tips as you're going out there for those of us who are maybe dating with a little bit more intentionality, even those looking for a fling. Um, I think these tips will still be helpful. So definitely focus um, on the present. Like we're always uncomfortable with the unknown, um, especially, you know, now with COVID and, you know, like because COVID changed the game. Let go of like the future, like don't get caught up on what things can be. Try to stay focused in in the present for yourself and enjoy um, the process. Even if it means just taking some baby steps, not rushing into anything, making sure that you're not pushing yourself beyond what your level of comfort with getting back out there in the dating world. So I actually really want to bring what you said back. Uh, Hello, we are post-pandemic. And if you're looking out there to date, I do want to talk about what dating looks like in this quote-unquote post-COVID because it's not gone, uh, but post-COVID pandemic era, right? So like, I'm curious to know what you have to say. So I realize that there's a a term for dating post-pandemic for those of us, and I will say even me, who are definitely a little fearful, it's called fear of dating again. Um, so mm. FODA, like instead of FOMO, FODA, fear of dating again. Um, and the term was coined by uh, Logan Yuri. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and he is the director of relationship science for Hinge. I think that because the pandemic was a very lonely, emotional, difficult, like it was rough like it was trying times and I will say for someone who lived alone it was extremely lonely extremely lonely I think because of that a lot of people when they're going out into the dating scene like now they want long-term relationships because it's Mm. been a lonely ass fucking year plus um but with that said with the loneliness also led to people not being social so now that people want to go back out there into the world they're like well do I have the capacity to be social am I going to be awkward what am I going to say that fear of socializing and also the fear of being outside like literally the fear of being outside like a lot of us are vaccinated but put me in a crowd and watch me have a panic attack like I think you know like even even though I'm vaccinated I'm still very aware that I can get COVID it doesn't make me immune to it right navigating like literally being outside but also having those conversations with the person that you're trying to date are you vaccinated how did you behave during covid because let's not forget a lot of people got divorced during covid because of the ways that um or broke up no and uh huh i'm broke up (laughs) (laughs) yes um so yeah so it's like a part of that too is um how do you navigate those conversations like is this person taking the precautions that you're taking like you know like like do you even have the same perspective on this right because like i mean the likelihood of us getting another global pandemic to this extreme is low but i think it also revealed a lot about certain people like i was someone who i was very mindful about the ecosystem that we are as human beings like i have to be safe to keep you safe like even if i'm more likely to survive this like i have to be conscious of sasha and sasha's family and my neighbors and how do i 
change my, the way that I interact with the world to make sure that everyone's safe. But some people were like, fuck everybody else. I'm only worried about me, right? So we've spent so much time at home. Like, do you even have the energy, like the emotional energy to be swiping on apps and chatting with you people? I Like, I know that my energy to do things is not the same as it was pre-pandemic. Mm. Like, I think like a lot of very small, regular things I feel like oh my god like I have to do this shit now like so I feel like you know because you have to be very intentional when you're dating and you have to be very mindful of so many things it's like do you have the emotional capacity you just start to also overanalyze things um like what does this mean like we already did that before but oh my gosh now there's like the capacity to overthink things before because there was just so many things that we were so unaware of about ourselves and about the world before this pandemic that I think like you try to overanalyze in order to create safety because we lived in a time where nothing felt safe that's why this idea of like how do I feel safe is so important because now there was just like another level added and if you're not thinking about these things I mean Either God bless because you you may be happier, or God bless because yo, you're 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 you need yeah, someone yeah, to have yeah. your back. I don't even know I don't even know how to say it. Like it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be fun. Let me just tell you. Yeah, and I would say for me, and this is personal. Maybe this does relate a little bit more to to others, but. I feel like the person, crystal pre-pandemic and crystal post-pandemic, this is a completely different woman. I think like there's, there's a part of me who's like, who cares? Take me as I am. Like, you know, this crystal 2.0 bitch, like you better bow down. Like, (laughs) yes, like I know what I'm bringing. And there's still the the inner voice that's kind of a lot quieter. You know, this is not how I approached things before. So, Mm. like, now that I feel like I have more to offer and that I'm coming into this space with a lot more confidence, how is that going to be received? And how am I going to then navigate those waters? And when I feel like I am dating someone who's at my level and those creepy thoughts, like, from the past are like, but actually, but, hmm, but. How am I going to navigate that for for myself? Almost, it's almost like a it's like a different version of me is going out into the dating world, and the experience I had is that's the old version of Crystal, like Crystal 1.0, and now it's Crystal 2.0. So I almost mm-hmm. have to like relearn everything again with this new like attitude and confidence and self esteem. This is the work, right? Like, how do you set your life up in a specific way that works best for you? Crystal. So like, for example, the crystal that I knew before, she wasn't comfortable being vulnerable and expressing certain things to me and calling me. But now 2.0, she's like, she'll send me a text like, hey, do you have time to talk? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, and then we can tease these things out together. And this is how you create a healthier lifestyle for yourself. That's yes, it's uncomfortable, but that's the work. And ultimately, it, it obviously we're talking about dating, but it spills into all the different areas of your life. So you might as well do it. So yes, that is our episode. I hope that we were able to give you all some insight, some tips, something to just 
think about and let it marinate with you. Do your, you know, get your journals, do your reflecting and, you know, really think about what you want and how you're going to show up in the dating space, like moving forward as you, you know, get back out there. Shot girl summer or hot boy summer. I don't know which, I don't know what the fellas are calling it, but whatever y'all are calling it, uh, (laughs) enjoy yourself. Um, But yeah, that was our episode. Thank you for listening. Definitely make sure to follow us on Instagram at never told us pod or if you have some more thoughts definitely send us an email at never told us pod at gmail.com and don't forget to come back next week so we can tell you what they never told us